What's up, my Painless Flipping podcast listeners? Today, we're going to be diving into a topic that I went over on my YouTube channel, but I wanted to bring you the audio version. So without further ado, let's get started and listen in. And if you want to watch the full video, head over to my YouTube channel later after this. See ya. Ever thought you could learn the art of wholesaling deals while enjoying a Costco meal? Welcome to our unique Lunch and Learn, where we blend practical real estate wisdom with the casual charm of a nice Costco lunch. I'm here with Cody Hoffine, and today we're spicing up your wholesaling strategies as much as we spice up our meals. What's up, everybody? I'm Nathan Payne, and this is our special monthly Lunch and Learn. Grab your lunch and get comfortable because today we're going to be diving into some enriching real estate strategies. Today's menu features insider wholesaling tactics that you won't hear anywhere else. Cody Hoffine's secret ingredients for successful deals, a live Q&A session where we answer your burning questions. Before we start, do me a favor and drop in the comments what you're having for lunch and where you're watching us from. Let's make this a truly interactive lunch and learn. So everybody, let's dive right in and let's see what Cody Hoffine has to say and why he is the GOAT. Let's get Cody up here, everybody. Let's get, give him a round of applause as he makes his way up. <laughs> Let me just get a feel for it. So how many have done a deal? Okay. Mixed bag. I like that. Something different that I may want to give you a, a different approach. I think sometimes we look at what's the killer marketing piece or what's the killer negotiating strategy? How do I find this off-market property? How do I get to the seller as quick as possible that's motivated and that is going to turn into a contract? And I'll tell you, there's so much good content. Nathan puts out a ton of great content. YouTube puts out a lot of great content. Now, there's going to be some that's just mixed, mixed opinions, right, of how they attack it. I will tell you, don't focus so wide at the beginning. So just to hit this before I go on the message, don't go wide. Don't go like, I need 10 marketing channels. At some point, you're going to want to diversify so you can get that roller coaster out of the system. Where most people are like, I did a deal this month and this month I didn't. Usually, I can break that down. So I'm the co-founder of Joe Homebuyer. We now have about 85 franchise owners across the nation. So we're really tapped into real time what's going on across the whole nation. We know exactly what's going on real time. That's another reason why we love franchising models so much is because we're tapped into the same the same database. And so as I'm seeing homes go under contract nationwide from all of our franchise owners, I'm really able to tap in and say, okay, what's the marketing piece? What's the messaging? What is the age of the homeowner? What's the age of the home? What is the motivating factor behind it? And it helps us dial in better on what list should we pull? What marketing piece should we do? And so we're always staying ahead of our competition just already from just data alone. How many felt the shift that's been in the game for a while, felt a shift in the buyer's market? Cash buyers that are on your list and all of a sudden it was like, there's the fight and flight and then the third F is freeze, right? And they froze. It didn't mean they didn't have money. It just meant, do I want to deploy my money with this circus that's going on in our nation with inflation and interest rates and everything else, right? So we had to pivot. Now we knew about this in February of 22. We have a gentleman that sits on the board of Joe Homebuyer that is an extremist when it comes to reading the economy. So in February of 22, he comes to him and says, there's going to be a drastic shift Q4 in 22 where the buyers are going to shut off like it's going to be cold turkey overnight. And it did. It was fourth quarter. It came. We were already making the pivot though and testing what would be the new model in February prior to that fourth quarter. So we already had practiced and learned everything we need to do so that when that fourth Q4 hit, we were ready. We were still moving deals when everyone's like, oh man. I mean, there's a lot of the, a lot of the competition got knocked out. This is a good thing. So if you're like, oh man, is this a good time to get in? Heck yes, it is. Competition's low right now. And if they're there, they're there very part-time. And part-time in real estate gives you part-time results. I want you to write that down or at least put a brain tattoo on you of part-time effort gives you part-time results. 
if you're not into this full time, it will eat you up and spit you out. Because um, there's so many people that are dedicated to do this full time that just will have the, com- the competitive advantage. So that's one thing I'll teach you. Let me teach you a couple books that will help you. Because I'm going to go more on this mindset of what's the difference between those that are winning and those that are just kind of you know, floating through, maybe they're burning the candle at every end. So it's crazy that I'm going to share with you three books. Like, what does this have to do with real estate? Let me start with this quote. And that is Jim Rohn. He says, rarely does a man or woman, rarely does a man or woman's income exceed their level of personal development. So let's think about that. Let's break that down for just a second. What does it mean? Rarely does a man's income or woman's income exceed their level of personal development. Meaning if we want to be millionaires, you can go through it like most people do in life and just go chase the million dollars. And that's going to be a long race, a race that never ends. And if you can think about just the thought of even jogging a marathon just destroys me. I'm like, I I don't know anyone that loves marathons. Now you marathon runners, you can love it. For me, it's not me. I'm like, I can't, I can't even fathom wanting to run whatever it is, 24, 25 miles. I just couldn't fathom that. Well, think of now after the 24 miles, you're still going forever. That's this chase of this million dollars where you can just become someone better each and every day. If you work on yourself each and every day, if you will take to heart personal development and become someone better each and every day, Nathan, you pound this. I love this. There's not many people that pound this money follows you. The byproduct is we're always looking for A players. How many have heard you've got to hire A players? We hear this all the time. This is like this is like the standard. You hire A players. If you're a C leader, good luck keeping an A player. A players are looking for A leaders. And so that's why we have to become better each and every day so that we're attracting A talent as well. Hope this is all adding up. This is the truth in life. When I was a C leader, I attracted C talent and then I'd have to let them go because I'm like, man, they're just not closing until one day I looked in the mirror and realized, no, it's just a mere product of who I am. That that closer was just me. I, I attracted someone who I was at the time. So I had to get better. I had to work on myself and commit to personal development. So here's three books that will help you that are on my top five. So there's other books out there, but Atomic Habits, James Clear. Atomic Habits is amazing. This is how do we continually stack wins with these daily habits. And they don't need to be big. We learn from Darren Hardy and the compound effect. It's just small, but simple, consistent action that delivers big results. It's not one big thing. It's not two big things. It's many little things leading up to big results. So you don't have to do big things. The Rhythm of Life, Matthew Kelly. This one, what's even more profound about this, this author was 24 years old when he wrote this book. And you're going to be blown away how much this guy knows at 24 years old. Like I thought this was a 60, 70 year old reading or writing this book, 24 years old. So keep that in mind as you read it, you'll be like, how does a guy even have this kind of knowledge? The third one is the 5am club. And that's Robin Sharma. He's actually a personal friend and mentor of mine. He has sold more than 20 million copies of just that book alone. The person that's willing to win their morning will win their day. This is huge, but a good morning routine starts with a good evening routine. So if you're a midnight owl, you're probably not going to have a great morning routine. And so people are like, well, that's just not me. Just check your habits. Where are your habits doing? Are your habits late night? Okay. It's the habits that you're doing that make you not a morning person. You can be a morning person. It doesn't mean you have to get up at 5 a.m. That's what the book's obviously about, right? But his process for winning the morning is only an hour long. He breaks it up in three stages of 20, 20, 20, 20, and what you do during those 20 minutes. So the 5 a.m. club. So if you're waking up at seven, wake up at six. Just wake up an hour earlier. Win your morning, win your day. That's a promise. I would not be who I am today. I would not have been able to do the businesses that I'm involved in, that I own. There's no 
way that we'd have over 80 franchises in Joe Homebuyer. We own a digital marketing company. Um, this year alone, I have actually partnered with Chris. Chris is a partner of mine. He runs all the rentals. So how many, and you would know the numbers specific, we're closing on five more next week. What are we at year to date from January 1 to today in acquisition for rentals for me and Mark personally? 41 doors. So I'm going to add 41 doors to my portfolio this year alone. Me and Mark, we, we partner on all the businesses that we own. We actually grow this empire together. But 41 doors. Why do we do that? I think the, the, the trick is most people look at cash flow. It's like if you can get $300 a door cash flow times 41, oh man, that's cool. Every single month that check's coming in. They're paying your rent and this is, this is, or you're paying your mortgage, but then I don't do it for the cash flow. That's just the gravy. That's like part B. When you have working capital, where you have your businesses paying you X amount of dollars a year, this is how you preserve your wealth. So last year I paid $0 in taxes. This year again, I'll pay $0 in taxes. It's the greatest thing in the world. So it's better than cash flow. Cause if you times what, 41 times 300 a door, what is that for quick math? 12,000? Okay, so 12,000 times 12, you're at 124, 144, 144, my math's not bad. 144, okay, that's awesome. But what if your tax bill is, 250, 350, 400,000 a year, and you pay $0 in taxes. That gets really attractive really quick. So rentals have an awesome, awesome byproduct other than just cash flow. Cash flow is fantastic, but preserving your wealth from all your working income, even better. So really fun stuff.